Hello, everyone. Welcome to the PwC Tax Byte podcast series. My name is Peter Dere, Global Tax Director at PwC Brussels, and I welcome you to this what somewhat special edition of our Tax Byte podcast series. Um, in this podcast series, we normally talk about relevant developments in the international tax world with experts in the field. I invite you to subscribe to our podcast, which is available on Apple, Spotify, or Google. This episode is somewhat special because I'm very pleased to have with me in my virtual recording studio, uh, Gilles Fransen, part of our transpricing team, and Stéphane de Baats, who does not need an introduction, I think, for the audience, um, to talk about the PwC Belgium Tax Webinar Week that took place last week. Indeed, last week in this Tax Webinar Week, every day a session was held on a very specific, hot international topic. And in this series and this podcast, I would like to take the opportunity to reflect a little bit with uh, Gilles and Stéphane on what was said during last week. Are there main themes? Are there red wires throughout the seminar week? So I would be very interesting to, to talk about that. Um, but first of all, uh, Gilles, yeah, you took the lead in organizing this week. Uh, I must say congratulations. It was a, a huge success. Um, how did it feel on your side to organize this webinar week? Yeah, thanks, Peter, and uh, hello, everyone. Um, yeah, I think it was quite interesting because it was obviously all virtual, uh, which is new in terms of organizing events because we, we typically had the, the physical events. Uh, but it was quite interesting to, to organize it in a virtual way. Uh, everything went fairly smooth as well, I think, in terms of technology, which is always a bit of a, yeah, a, a potential uh, yeah troublemaker there but ultimately it, it went quite okay uh, i think the feedback we got from the the clients who attended the sessions live was also quite quite good so uh, i was quite happy with with the organization of the of the event well you did wonderful Jill. so really congratulations again it was a uh, very very good to see how well it all went so uh, well done um stefan a question for you was this webinar week at the right moment in time. Was it good to do it last week? Thank you, Peter, and uh, good day to everyone. And indeed, congratulations, Jills. Um, yes, I think the webinar week came at the right time. Uh, if, in particular, if we look at everything that's going on in the international tax scene, indeed, it was, I think, spot on. How we tackled this, this webinar week, or at least the basis for organizing it was the different challenges from all the different channels that we see coming at companies, not only looking at what is happening today, but actually kind of forward looking as well. And I think that was the main force of this webinar week, really trying to be forward looking. At the same time, also looking at the external and internal pressures that uh, companies that our clients might, might feel. One elephant in the room is obviously the COVID, the COVID, the COVID pandemic, where all the, the enterprises have to have to deal with. And we have seen so many organizations going through major shifts, dealing with new kinds of situations. So the aim of our webinar week was to approach kind of this forward looking rather, as I indicated already, rather than a static analysis of the measures that are valid today. So really being proactive, really going, I would say, the additional mile into the future. 
This is in particular important because we see COVID and all the things that go around it as an accelerator for changes. Think about technology, think about homeworking, and we will address it a bit further down the road in this, this uh, podcast. And it is already forming part of the organizational strategy. So therefore it was indeed important to spend time and some reflections on what these trends precisely are what they mean to our to our clients to the companies and how they can actually have an impact on the overall tax function so when we look at some of the internal and external pressure points for example the major internal pressure points we see or the shifts that we see coming out of this new kind of realities the new situations are for example the importance of cash to ensure business continue, continuity. So we see indeed a downturn of the economy. Companies need cash. Financial transactions is, is, is an example thereof. A shift of, in the way that organizations are, are run with an interesting trend towards flexible working from home, working from anywhere. And this will not be going away post COVID. So it is a new reality. Also the significant acceleration in the uptake of technology not only communications we're all zooming meeting virtually teaming up through teams whatever that's one element that has really been, been been driven and that will also continue but also in the build-up of business models think about direct to consumer business models so as companies embrace the new technologies we often see this as a strategic pillar throughout the organization but also impacting, for example, the automation of internal processes as an important, as for example, as an important uh, key performance indicator. This, this is what concerns the internal pressure points. External pressure points, for example, companies are dealing with a significant uptake in unilateral, regional and global tax reforms. Think about the OECD, the inclusive framework, the pillars, but also think about uh, the European Union, the transparencies, DAC 6, DAC 7, DAC 8, very likely DAC 9, perhaps next year or within two years, who will know? But at least that, that's continuing. Think about GRI, think about uh, en uh, environmental, social governance approaches, all these kind of things. So linked to that, there are a range of factors that also are linked to it. I mean, budgetary concerns for example the european union seeking to establish its own set of income also to finance the COVID experience continued push towards transparency as i mentioned the different DACs, and continuing public country by country reporting as well for example a wish to redesign the tax framework and how taxing rights may need to be allocated between source and resident states the two pillars for example so but jill Precisely, what did we discuss about? Can you give us a quick recap on how we tied all these evolutions in during our webin webinar week? How did we tackle them? Yeah, thanks Stefan for uh, setting the scene on this one a bit. So if we look at those both from an, those different pressures, both from an internal and external perspective, we actually distilled five core topics where we actually see a fairly important corporate tax impact. And for each of the topics, we actually organized uh, during the week then uh, a one-hour presentation with topic matter experts uh, to discuss some of the key items where which company should be thinking about. And 
let's maybe break that down a bit. Eh? So um, let's maybe start by looking at some of the external pressures. So from a tax policy perspective, unilateral, regional, global changes in, in tax rules. And you will probably have noticed from previous podcasts episodes as well, um, that there's a lot here. Eh? So um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of changes happening. So what we did in an initial session of our webinar week is to break those down into a few of the major shifts which we see happening. So first of all, you have the OECD Pillar 1, Pillar 2 project, which is introducing a reallocation of taxing rights, uh, as well as introducing then a global minimum tax also considering the recent US proposals in this area. Second, uh, as mentioned by Stefan, there's uh, yeah, the continued trend in terms of transparency, both in terms of mandatory measures such as the different tax, public country by country reporting, but also voluntary tax transparency where some countries are uh, moving towards increased transparency, uh, for example, under the, the GRI standards or uh, providing a view on, say, total tax contribution, uh, linking them back to the overall ESG agenda. And finally, of course, there's uh, the EU roadmap on taxation, where there's also a very big focus on environmental uh, change. So where you have the subsidy carrot and the, the carbon tax stick, if you will. Obviously, there's also an interaction there uh, in the EU agenda with, with the other elements. Uh, so the, the, the elements on transparency, digital taxation. Um, and this is also where we're expecting a, an important publication on the uh, 14th of July, actually. And maybe Peter, uh, yeah, bouncing the ball a bit back to you. Uh, this is normally not how, how the podcasts go, but you were actually also one of the presenters uh, in, the, in the first session. So maybe worth also getting your view on uh, these different trends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, indeed. I had, uh, I was very pleased that I could could present together with uh, three fellow uh, presenters uh, the session on uh, tax developments, policy developments, and I must say it was it was very nice to do, but also a big challenge because we had forty five minutes, uh, I think, to to summarize the key developments. And uh, well, with, with developments at so many levels, OECD interaction with Europe, US, Asia. Africa, so tying it everything together with a huge speed of change, it was a real challenge to tackle that in, in 45 minutes. But the feedback that I got from, from audience that, that followed uh, our session was uh, that indeed it gave a good overview of where we are today on all the different topics and uh, a lot to digest. Uh, but I feel a little bit that it's not easy for business to just follow all these developments. And then I guess it's, it's, it's useful to get an overview a recap in 45 minutes of where we are and i think that that was what i what i saw glimmering through in the feedback that we got and and uh, thank you for giving the overview and and summarizing the developments uh, all together um but i have good news of course um for for that audience because if you want to stay tuned there's a very easy way to do that and that is of course following this podcast uh, then you are up to date with all the developments um no a little joke uh, Gilles, but uh, yeah just to to say it was really nice to do the session uh, on policy developments. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very good. So maybe after that bit of hidden commercial, uh, so breaking it down a bit further, thinking about, okay, we talked a bit about the external factors. Uh, Stefan also mentioned the number of internal pressures, right? So uh, 
one of the yeah some of the most important of those internal pressures are the likes of cash the importance there of flexible working arrangements how technology is used within the organization and if we maybe start breaking this one down a bit as well so let's maybe start with the the cash angle so this was a major pressure point uh, a year ago especially for companies which were impacted heavily by the pandemic but it also remains uh, an important area as companies invest into new and expanding business models so um based on our interactions with clients in this space we actually identified two main topics which we uh, then ultimately also covered in the in the webinar week so first session actually looked at grants and incentives uh, where we covered a fairly wide spectrum such as uh, cash subsidies uh, on a belgian and european level as well as tax incentives such as patent boxes employee cost reductions uh, etc on that part there was a lot of interaction and a lot of questions uh, i remember uh, that we received um lots of, of clients and business were interested in in these subsidies uh what, what was your takeaway from the session i think you followed it as well yeah that's right so a key takeaway for me uh when it comes to the grants and incentives is the vast amount of opportunities in this space uh, which makes it very important to make sure that uh, innovation and investment footprint of the organization uh, is looked at from the different angles rather than through uh, individual silos say uh, to avoid that you would miss out on, on certain benefits really um, maybe going down the road uh, and continuing on the topic of cash uh, there was another session uh, which was organized which actually dealt with intra-group financing and it's been over a year now since we had uh, the introduction of a range of, of new rules uh, and regulations in this area. Uh, an important recent development being the, the new OECD chapter 10. Um, and obviously there's also the, the EBITDA rules which were introduced to the uh, Anti-Tax Avoidance Directive. And uh, a main takeaway here uh, is that these rules have significantly expanded the, the guardrails when it comes to intergroup financing. It's not just about setting the interest rate. Um, and ultimately, the, the theoretical framework and combining all of the different angles here can, can start getting quite confusing. So uh, I quite liked how, the, how our colleagues uh, presented this session by making use of an example um, or a case study to, to go through the different ins and outs of the, of the rules. Now, maybe moving away from, from cash then as, as one of the concern areas or challenges, say, uh, and looking at some other internal pressures or opportunities, if you will. Um, and that's one around the, the new way of working. So remote working, uh, flexible working, etc. cetera. Um, like many of you who are, are listening to, to the podcasts uh, right now, we are also recording this podcast from our home office or home uh, recording studios, as uh, Peter elegantly put it. And today, the remote working is still out of necessity, of course. Um, but many organizations are also seeing, well, how can we uh, start structuring our remote uh, workforce and basically bake that into the overall talent acquisition uh, or retention strategies. And I'm on this point, when I talk to clients about remote working and so on, one of the things that always come up in the discussion is the, 
the vast amount of different departments that get an interest in this debate, uh, working from home, working flexible. Um, is this something that you noticed as well in the session? Yeah, that's right. And perhaps even more so than some of the other sessions, this topic is a bit like constructing a house of cars where you have uh, cards, not cars, of course, where you have tax and HR teams uh, where you need to think carefully about different angles. So there's the HR law, there's social security, there's the permanent establishment risk, there's the transfer pricing model, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the session actually touched base on some of the core elements here, uh, which need to be borne in mind as companies go about structuring their remote working strategy or organization, uh, and also moved into some more practical examples on, well, which are the types of operating models that may suit such a new way of working. Um, a final topic then, which uh, ultimately closed out the week was a session on tax technology. So this ties back to the focus we've seen companies place on automation and embracing technologies to uh, make sure you free up time from repetitive tasks, such as, for example, plugging in financial data into TP local files for 20, 30, 100 countries. Um, but also importantly, be able to create some insights through the technology into the overall tax structure in a couple of minutes, uh, rather than having to consult finance teams uh, in every single country to obtain the data. And the way our colleagues broke this down uh, into the session is by going through a few very concrete client cases or examples uh, or demos of the technology really, uh, and demonstrating, well, what is the role technology can play within the organization? So. Maybe with that, uh, that was sort of a wrap up or, or a summary of the, the five main topics which we covered during the during the webinar week. Uh, I'll maybe pass the word back to Stefan to see if, if you have anything else to add. Yeah, th thank you, Jill. Uh, this reminds me of when we started preparing for this seminar, when we wanted to, as a, as a couple of first slides, introduce all the devolutions through a way of a timeline. And where we did not, where we did not were able to catch all the evolutions in one single timeline, where we had to make significant choices, just indicating how much is going on and how much complexity there is involved. And I think, as as you rightly summarized the the, the topics that we discussed during these these in total five hours of webinars. Even at a high level, you need five hours of webinars to explain what will be going on in the near future, which is incredible. So that much is going on. But as your summary demonstrates, we actually started from core focus areas where we see companies evolving towards and tied to where, where are these companies evolving towards actually and and linking this back again to the role of the tax function this linking back to the tax function may be causing problems but it's not perhaps a problem it might be perhaps other opportunities that might be raising that's one thing of course the risk associated with this news opportun opportunities also needs to be to be monitored but let's focus on the opportunities i would say also, what we touched upon are the tax effects of COVID, the new normal, say, uh, home working, remote working, working from anywhere, whatever, new engagement facilities, 
the international context, the OECD developments, the EU developments, uh, the digital levies, the transparency elements that go on, the new technologies. So I would say all in all a bit too much to give a real wrap up of, of what we have been saying, but there's a way forward here as well because the recordings of the webinars are all available. So all you need to do is send an email or pick up the phone and give us a call to get access to the recordings. Well, uh, thanks so much, uh, Stefan and Gilles, for this uh, for this wrap up and and your view on 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 the main takeaways from the seminar week. Um, we come at the end of the podcast, so before I close the podcast, I have one final question for you, Gilles. Um, as as organizer of this event, what do you prefer, a, a virtual webinar week or a physical one? Well. My personal preference uh, is, is to actually have a, a physical webinar, uh, not just because of the drinks which are typically organized at the end of such session, um, but also to, to basically get the, the live reactions and, and sort of feedback of the audience. Uh, but I think when looking at the, the feedback we got from clients, uh, we got a lot of positive feedback on, on a virtual type of uh, webinar. Um, and we actually had half of the participants saying that they prefer uh, this virtual type of webinar over a, a physical one, uh, with the other half basically preferring a sort of hybrid style of event. So uh, I think this is something we, we will take into account uh, as well as we uh, would organize events post-COVID uh, in a world where hopefully we can uh, have the, the, the opportunity to organize stuff physically again. Well, thank you, Gilles, for sharing that. And now we are really at the end of the of the podcast. So uh, thank you very much, Stefan and Gilles, for joining me in the virtual recording studio. Um, for the audience, I want to just uh, reiterate that the podcasts are available yeah, on Spotify, Apple, and Google. You can just register, and you always get the latest updates on this podcast. And with that, I thank everyone and hope to speak to you soon. <laughs>